All right, let's move on to Desert Island Top 5. What do we got this week? Woohoo! All right, so we have superheroes and Hold on, wait. Was it superheroes? Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I yeah. I make sure because I, I change it all. Yeah, that, it would change it all for me as well. Yeah, I just fucked okay. up the introduction. Um, so superhero movies, and this came about when trying to think of something to talk about, and we all like superhero movies. I had suggested MCU uh, movies, and Dave, you countered that superheroes would be more interesting, and I got to tell you, you are 100% right. If this was just the MCU, my decision-making would have been a lot easier. I agonized over this list. Nice. So Good, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, no, this one was way harder than last week. Yeah. So, Not for me, actually. I, I, I easily made this decision. I basically already had it locked in. I had some order ordering uh, conundrums, but I think I, 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 this one was a quick one for me. All right, well, then how about we start with you? What's in your number five position, Dave? Okay, my number five position is Iron Man 1. I just feel like it's it's kind of the one that kicked off the whole wave. I, I feel like it's the least. Um, so, like, the, I need to have Tony Stark on this list somewhere, right? Yeah. And the more Tony Stark I get, I feel like the better off it is. And I, I like more Tony and less Iron Man in my Iron Man movies. Hmm. So I, I I loved Iron Man 1 because, you know, it's origin story, which is always great, especially if it's not one that you've seen a million times, um, which may be, now I'm thinking about a counterproductive to a desert island um, film. But uh, <laughs> I, I just I just love the whole, uh, you know, story of this that you know wasn't really common knowledge at the time when it came out sort of an obscure character that got brought to the forefront thought it was really cool that the whole tony stark thing um it was just unlike any other superhero movie i had seen at the time so and, i i love the original iron and robert downey is pretty much a perfect marriage to that character i i don't think that there's maybe See, but that's the thing i don't know though man like it, because it wasn't like there was like a blueprint for it. So he kind of just like created that character, at least in my mind. I didn't read Iron Man comics, so you might have a different take on it. Well, I, I just think that everybody's basic um, interpretation of, of the Tony Stark character was like the eccentric playboy, mil you know, billionaire. Basically, to a certain degree, Marvel's version of Batman. Um, I, I think they, you know, the the guy that's in his you know, workshop working up his, his suits and, you know, has all the money to, to, to spend with the technology and, and the girls, uh, you know, the only thing that Marvel comics really added with him was he had a, uh, he had, uh, he was an alcoholic. So he had, you know, certain, that was kind of like his flaw. Um, Marvel characters are much different in the way that they don't have the same kind of if you think about DC, you have the those godlike characters that need to have like a kryptonite, like Superman. Um, you know, something that is not necessarily a, 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 a an arch nemesis as as something that is their weakness. Um, but I think that that was kind of like the the blueprint. And then when you bring in a guy like Robert Downey, just his presence, sort of without having to do a whole lot other than him just put what he put into the movie he was able to fully realize a personality behind what is a pretty stock um, character in, 
just in movies, the, you know, the billionaire that 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 builds gadgets to fight crime is kind of a a trope. But Robert Downey certainly gives it a a a charm that makes a lot of the the, the smugness uh, kind of play. Uh, I definitely agree with that. I think Iron Man did not make my list. It was really close, but it did not make my list. Just I, I went for efficiency in some of my choices, not my favorite films. Um, but the Tony Stark on the page had all the same characteristics, but they told you he was an appealing asshole. They told you that he was this charming <laughs> cad. But it didn't really kind of play that way. And then Robert Downey just brought him to life and fleshed him out to make him so engaging. You know, and I seeing the trailer for Iron Man, I was just, I'm like, okay, you can have my money. I really want to see that. And just not knowing, you know, what it would kick off. I really thought the whole MCU, before it even had a name, the interconnected Marvel movies was going to be like five movies top and it's going to be a really big ordeal. But yeah, we thought it was going to crescendo into Avengers and then that was like it. it was just... Yeah, exactly. And even that was such an achievement just sure. to go, you know, the, these four or five characters are all sharing a screen together. We never thought this would be possible. Yeah. Um, well, the amazing thing is, no. it, it seems like it should be simple, but many have tried, and nobody seems to be able to put it together in quite the same way that that Marvel does it. It's it you know it, it doesn't seem like it should be that difficult, but it 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 really hasn't been successfully replicated. And, and at this point, Marvel now has a uh, you know a, almost a two decade head start. So you know, good luck. But um, yeah, so. I guess maybe, Chuck, do you want to do your number five? Sure, because actually it works out well. Um, we thought, you know, the original Avengers was, um, you know, culminative or I uh, knew I was going to mess up pronunciation <laughs> there. Uh, a, culm a culmination of this. Number five is the culmination. I have uh, Endgame as my number five. Again, that's... That's the, the big trade paperback. That is just you have all of your toys out together and you're going to smash them together real good. Um, and it just gets me, you know, if I'm on this desert island and I can't take 23 movies with me, I get to have all of the characters I really enjoy. They each get their moments. I mean, you know, some lack moments, but it gets their moments. We get the final performance of Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, uh, Chris Evans as Iron Man. It was, yeah, so it was a great time at the movie theater. They, like, they pulled it off. That was my takeaway when I left. I'm like, I can't believe they pulled it off. You know, maybe it's not the best of them, but it's certainly the most impressive, and you just, you get it all. You know, it's a three-hour movie. <laughs> You're getting a lot of bang for your buck, and you get to revisit and spend time with all these characters that you that you enjoy. Yeah, when I think about you know these movies, and I was like making this list, um, I really want it to be as perfect as it can be for me. Uh, mm -hmm. And I just didn't like 
So the whole fat Thor, I'm, I didn't vibe with. And then just what they did with Hulk to me through the just the course of the entire MCU. I I love Hulk. The Incredible Hulk yeah. is awesome. Um, but I don't know, like just like the way they handled Hulk through this whole thing. I I, I don't know. It kind of tweaked me kind of the wrong way, especially towards the end of this stuff. I you should talk to my wife. Uh, Aaron very much agrees with those criticisms. Um, although I love that Thor, you know, or <laughs> because finally there's someone I can go as for Halloween without needing much of a costume. <laughs> um, but it also it, it played it as a joke, but it did seem like, hey, this is somebody really going through depression. And I love the moment where like Rocket goes. Like, oh, you're sad. We've all lost people. And they're dead for it. Like, you have to do this. And then he's just like, like, yeah, I can't. You know, I'm like, see, that's good. That's true mental illness there. Um, and the Hulk, man, uh, the first Avengers, their portrayal of Hulk there, I thought was really good. And to a lesser extent, Age of Ultron, he was not in it very much. And then that was it. That was done of like traditional Hulk. Then Ragnarok, he becomes a comic character. Right. He's not in, you know, Infinity War. He just took War. away that whole rage machine yeah. aspect of him when he goes Hulk, when he hulks out. Yeah, I wish we had more time with that. I think yeah. the thing like, that, that the movies maybe get wrong is that they forget that the real character moments that you want with that, with, with the Hulk, that's what Banner is for. The Hulk is the rage machine. The Hulk is uh, is the action scene. Um, you know, if you want to build character, like, they have an entire series that was done in the late 70s, early 80s to, like, it, it inform you on how to do character work with, with the Hulk. You know, there's a reason why Lou Ferrigno didn't have any lines. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you didn't need to give the Hulk lines. <laughs> The Hulk is, he's the thing that smashes through the wall and throws the car. Like, that's what people want to see the Hulk do. I don't want to see the Hulk take selfies and hand out tacos. You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> that's not the Hulk. I want, I want to see Bruce Banner, you know, hand out tacos and, and take selfies. Um, you know, and, and you would think that that would, would be an easy thing to figure out. This isn't, that's another thing that's amazing that people... Uh, you know, there was way even before the MCU, they they were really screwing up the Hulk. So, um, I hope someday we get a real good Hulk movie. I, I, yeah. I that's something I would really like to see. So, did Gene? Did you have Endgame on your list? No, uh, I have not duplicated yet. Okay, yeah, okay, me neither. All right, Gene, what's your number five? So, number five, uh, I went to one of the uh, great trilogies in comic book movies or in superhero movies, and I went to my favorite uh, of this trilogy and i picked batman begins okay uh i know a lot of people are much bigger fans of the middle part of this series and generally i'm usually a, a part two guy I like godfather two i like empire strikes back but um i really enjoy uh all the stuff about how batman becomes the batman all the time he spends in like the himalayas and why he where you know uses the gauntlets and everything i felt like it was the best way to tell an origin story that i knew so well um and it also feels like of those three movies it feels like the most complete story in and of itself 
Uh, it's a world I like to live in. That's the Gotham City I want to go and visit. And all the things I like about Batman Begins or all the things I don't like about The Dark Knight Rises, I feel like Batman Begins takes its time and is no problem telling the story that it wants to tell. And I feel like The Dark Knight Rises feels like exactly the opposite. It's in a huge rush to tell a much bigger story than it needed to tell, that it, it could have been uh, a much better, more complete arc or finish to the to the to the franchise if it had just uh you know tried to to just tell its story a, a, in a little bit smaller way um and I, i'll be honest i haven't gone back and watched the dark knight rises uh recently um i do when i want to watch those movies i have a tendency to watch batman begins and and um and uh dark knight the dark knight the dark knight and then and i kind of just stop um but yeah, I don't think anyone here is going to put Dark Knight Rises on this list. No, no, I, yeah, I, no. I and I think you know me not putting um, you know Ledger's Joker on there. And f as far as characterizations go, we were looking best performances. That would be a different thing. If I was on a desert island, I'm I want to watch a movie that's more about Batman, and that's um, that was why I I picked um, picked that one. I didn't have Batman Begins. Um, I do have a, a, a Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan Batman on, on my list. I did not have Batman Begins. I really enjoyed it. Um, great time for Irish actors there. Uh, both Liam Neeson and Killian Murphy um, excel in that. Um, it, it was great. I really enjoyed it, but it just didn't make my list. Yeah, I didn't have it on my list either, but I did. I did like having Scarecrow. Like yeah. that was cool. Like it was like, you know, a little bit more, you know, not totally obscure villain uh, from the rogues gallery, but um, just something that we haven't seen before, at least not in some sort of like weird comedic, goofy sixties Batman kind of way. And such a yeah. great way to kind of like portray that. What fucking made him... scary, man. Yeah. Like yes. he, you really do feel why he was able to like, you know, to kind of like be an, an, a nemesis to Batman and, and, it was, you know, it was a, a interesting way because it wasn't just somebody that was a brute trying to out punch him. You know what I mean? It, it, it and it felt real and grounded to me. Yeah, and I the uh, the wonderful performance of. Do you want to see my mask? <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, it's just so maniacal. Um, and are you a Katie Holmes uh, fan or the Maggie Gyllenhaal fan? I'm a Maggie Gyllenhaal fan, um, although I didn't think Katie Holmes was bad. I didn't think Katie Holmes was bad. I think Maggie Gyllenhaal just seemed more adult, seemed more professional. Sure. Um, the only Gyllenhaal on my list uh, today, but <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I, I think I actually would have preferred to see Maggie Gyllenhaal had have had the role the whole times. So I, I honestly don't remember Agreed. why Katie Holmes left the franchise. Um, I can't imagine that it was a, a matter of that it wasn't, you know, a big enough part. Um, I'm sure she probably sits down and watches uh, Dark Knight Rises. And is like, God damn it, that could have been me. Um, I don't know. Maybe Tom Cruise yeah. told her she wasn't allowed to do it at the time. I, I honestly don't remember what was going on back then. <laughs> All right. Uh, so are we at my number four? Where you're number four. Jesus, that was only one revolution. We got to start doubling up, guys. All right. <laughs> My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. This is my uh, this is my favorite team uh, movie. I think it is 
superior to the Avengers movies when it comes to like a team uh, film. Um, I don't know. It, it was just, it, again, it was something that I wasn't familiar with going into that I thought turned out to be great. Um, when, when my wife and I went to go see this film, it was kind of like, eh, I don't know, whatever. It's a Marvel movie. It should be fun. And then I left the theater like, I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about it, I loved. Like, just it was the, it's the most, it's the most cotton candy film on my list by a long shot. But I can watch it over and over every time. I love it. I am Groot. <laughs> uh, I am Groot as well. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one did not make my list, but at number four on my list is Guardians of the Galaxy two. Okay, so um, talk. Yeah, <laughs> um, and. I love them both. I just think two has a, a more interesting dynamic between, you know, star Lord and Kurt Russell and just more things going on between the characters. It also has baby Groot who is fucking adorable. Um, I also had low expectations for the first Ga uh, guardians film, but again, that trailer I was like, that looks funny. I had got a real <laughs> star Wars vibe. Yeah. out of it and what they do really really well in the guardians series is world build so yeah. you get you're not being told okay these are these people and they do this and they do that and they do that you get a little bit of that but mostly it's like okay there's it's just a populated world and these people have stories and you're only getting little bits of them you know you're only getting what's relevant to the plot and i think two beat out one you know this is diff it'd be a different story if this was my five favorite movies not i'm taking five movies to an island so i had to make a choice there um guardians 2 i just had a little more heart uh with uh nebula and gamora um with peter and his dad with yondu um and baby groot once again was fucking adorable I will say that of the Marvel movies, um, there's only been two that I, I've said I have to go and get a copy of that for myself, like on release day. So like went and picked up physical copies of um, both uh, the Infinity War movie, because um, I actually prefer that to Endgame, even though it ends on a real fucking downer. Um but I had to go and get a copy of Guardians the day it released and like immediately and this is the first time I've done this maybe with any movie I'd seen in the theater in a long time immediately came home tore the saran wrap off it and put it in that was how excited I was about Guardians of the Galaxy um, <laughs> is it on your list it is not on my list though it is not okay. on my list wow. um mostly because I, I I limited myself to one MCU movie and my number four is my favorite MCU movie. And uh, also because I, I tried to include as many different genres as I could, because there are the, you know, to a certain degree within superhero movies, there are now like sub genres where it mimics um, other genres of film. And I picked my, I love spy movies. So I picked Captain America, the winter soldier because that is the spy movie of the MCU. It's got a totally different vibe for the most part than other um, uh, MCU movies. I love that it kind of feels like um, almost like the French connection or a really great or heat in some moments. Uh, to me, it's the best shot action in the MCU. Um, it's got my favorite characters. It's got um, 
Winter Soldier. It's got Black Widow. It's got uh, tons and tons of um, uh, Chris Evans as Captain America. And uh, the villain is uh, basically the government. You know, it's it's kind of like amorphous. Um Represented by, uh, in his only MCU appearance, um, uh, Sundance from uh, of Butch and Sundance. Um, uh, not the guy that does the salad dressing, the other one. Uh, <laughs> Robert Redford? Thank you, Robert Redford. Oh, my God, and I can't he, believe He actually comes back for Endgame. Oh, that's right, but he's still basically in the same timeline. That's correct. But you I, said salad dressing. I thought you were going to go Paul Newman. Well, that's what I mean. Paul I Newman was Paul the other Newman. guy. Paul Newman was the okay. other guy in Butch Cassidy right, and Sunday. Right, right, right. Uh, but anyway, yes, Robert Redford. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on Robert Redford. My, too much time in here by myself. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so I love Winter Soldier. That is the the one uh, of the MCU. That's the one where no matter where it is in the movie, um, it's like the Shawshank Redemption to me. No matter what scene it is, uh, I'll have to just watch it to the end. As soon as I as soon as I stop on it on on uh, on TV on cable whenever it's on. Um, so my number four is Captain America: Winter Soldier. You know the thing I like the most about you know Captain America, and then to probably a greater degree like Black Widow and Falcon and Hawkeye is that I feel like they are the people that are in the most danger. Yeah, like these are the people that could actually die. You know, I, I mean Iron Man can too, but like it's it's not as risky, I guess, when he's in the Iron Man suit. So you know, like Winter Soldier feels like the most realistic type of you know, superhero movie that, you know, that we're going to talk about today. That's a, that's a cool movie. Yeah. Yeah. I love winter soldier almost made my list as well. Still yeah. didn't, but There's so many almost <laughs> like they're all yeah. bunched up right. Right. Um, what, are we going to buy my number three? All right. Now we're yeah. getting to the big, the big guns here. And I think this one's going to, we're going to start talking some shit here, Chuck soon. All right. I'm putting Spider-Man two um, in my number three spot. This is the, this is the best live action Spider-Man movie uh, around. I don't think I, you're going to have a hard time shaking me off of that opinion. Dr. Octopus is the best Spider-Man villain, period. There is no debate about that. This is the most comic book come to life movie that I've ever seen. Spider-Man 2, I love it. If a standalone Spider-Man movie was going to make my list, it was going to be Spider-Man 2. One did not. Okay, I was going to say, I know Homecoming's on your list. Homecoming is not on my list. Okay. It's as much as I like Tom Holland's Spider-Man, which is, Jesus, if we're going to get into this debate. Well, that's what I I was waiting for this. I knew this was going to come up. Because I really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Now, it... Does he fit everything I thought of the character as when I read the books, when I read the comic books? No. But for me, it's a lot more like Spider-Man Begins. Like, you know, my my take on Spider-Man is that the awkwardness of Tom Holland's Peter Parker really would have been there in high school. And it's something like like most people do, they grow out of it, grow a little bit more into themselves in college and whatnot. Now, probably not going to see that happen based off how Far From Home ended. But it's I really like the portrayal. The humor, for me, works best with Tom Holland. 
because you know spider-man in the comic books is always making these little jokes these little quips and um toby Maguire, i really liked the spider-man well i really liked him as peter parker but his spider-man never had the the levity the humor of it whereas tom holland's spider-man does get it it feels right that he's making these jokes in costume whereas out of costume he's really awkward and andrew garfield never worked for me and i know he's your favorite spider-man <laughs> I, I just feel like these these guys they're they're um i try to separate them from their movie like you can't really blame andrew garfield that they fucked up his like I don't know, Spider-Man trilogy or whatever, so royally that we never even got the third one where it was supposed to be like the whole sinister six thing was supposed to, it was supposed to happen for him, but they, they fucked it up so bad. To me, Andrew Garfield is the, is the best Spider-Man. I kind of wish they could have taken him and put him into, gave him this shot with this new one, because I don't know, like to me, Peter Parker's gotta be at least cool enough to land some of these like out of his league women that Spider-Man in the, <laughs> in the comic books, you know, can pull off. I don't know. Tom Holland. It, it is tough for him because I feel like they've, they've kind of done it dirty with this Spider-Man, the way they kind of linked him to Tony Stark and everything. Yeah. So he never really did get quite the fair shake. And at the end of the day, Toby Maguire got the best, got the best Spider-Man movies. Yeah, he did. Like Spider-Man. Far From Home is terrible. I enjoyed Far From Home as a completely cotton candy movie. 100% like there, which pissed me off, which really pissed me off because I went homecoming. I'm like, okay, that's Spider-Man Begins. Let's, you know, let's see him grow. You know, with the death of Tony Stark, there was a real opportunity to. And then they don't make that movie. Like, why did you make this just sort of time waste of a com you know, comic yeah. book movie yeah. when you had this great opportunity to really go, hey, you're the guy now. Go off and be the guy. And he could still have been dealing with the pressure of that. There could have still been a lot of, you know, levity to it, but it was just fluff. It was just filler. Um, the Mysterio stuff was cool. Um, I, um, I just want to, before we, we get too far off, because I, I also, and, and honestly, this was the thing that I agonized about was uh, Spider-Man is is my favorite and has always been my favorite uh, superhero uh, from, you know, I, I don't think I, I've ever, you know, my Spider-Man action figures were what went, went to bed with me like in childhood. So uh, like, you know, I, I had a, a red ski mask and red gloves that I would wear and pounce around my sofa. Um, <laughs> b not playing cat burglar, I was playing Spider-Man. Um, but um, the Spider-Man that I grew up on was the Nick Hammond uh, 70s uh, television series that is wow. much maligned. Um, but, the, you know, my live action movie was called the, uh, the, the Chinese Web. And if you watch it again, because, yes, I do have the entire series on DVD uh, that was acquired definitely, uh, you know, from some uh, shady guy on uh, on eBay in about 2010. Um, but I will tell you, 
um, that was the Spider-Man I've always expected was the uh, professional photographer, uh, 70s patched on his shoulder, uh, on his uh, elbow uh, patch jacket kind of guy. That was that's Spider-Man to me. Um, but of the of the none of the standalone Spider-Man movies, uh, the Raimi trilogy had the best shot. Um, and I, Dave, you got the right movie for sure. But I, I, I purposely left them off because all of them have ended up make, making me, leaving me wanting because all the crap that happens behind the scene with, with, with Sony always ends up screwing these, the, these things up. Yeah. Um, the, the, the trilogy with Raimi, it didn't need to have Venom. Uh, it didn't need to have any of that crap that was the third movie, um, which, honest to God, and a hand to God, I have never seen Spider-Man 3. I've never seen it. I know why it's bad. I, I have never put myself through it. I've never seen it. I'll tell you what, I'd rather watch Spider-Man 3 than Far From Home. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that. That, that that might be a point to make me want to watch it to see that there might be something redeemable in it. Um there really isn't. But. I think the worst one of all of them, the one, the thing that is the most egregious of all the ones that were done is the second Andrew Garfield movie. Yeah. Um, because that had incredible source material. The whole thing with Gwen oh. Stacy is incredible source material. They had three more movies of, of source material. You never had to even think about Mary Jane because you were so into the, the Gwen Stacy stuff. And they decide we've got to rush through this so that we can get to Mary Jane. And 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 the whole thing, they have no idea what to do with the Green Goblin. Uh, I hope they never br try to do that again. Um, but I like the Garfield Peter Parker because he's the one that felt the best at science. You know what I mean? And the thing, the Sam Raimi thing, the one thing that I've never forgiven them about, no web shooters, man. Like, he has that organic web thing. Like, that, more than anything else, I think the first time I watched the Sam Raimi movies, I'm like... That that's not you right. Gotta let it go. You gotta let it go, Gene. That's not right. Like it doesn't come out of his arm. He doesn't like you have to like that's the thing. Like, you know, you gotta have the web, you know, oh I'm, I'm out of web shooter juice. That, oh yeah, my God. that adds that wrinkle. Yes. Like, that, and if you if problem. it just if it just comes out of his arms, he's never gonna be out of it. And it, it just uh, that I but because it worked so well in the Garfield one when yes. like the lizard crushed his Right. You know, web shooters at that one point, and then you were like, "Oh no!" Yeah, no and they actually show like why the web <laughs> work. Like they had the whole thing with the, him experimenting with the different formulas and how it, it like they they did so much in the first Garfield movie that worked and f fixed all of my problems. But then the whole mystery of of his dad, like that was not a thing. That's not a thing. There's no mystery. The secret uh, laboratory uh, subway car. That's that crap. It's not a thing. Um, so I just out of sheer my belief that they have not done the Spider-Man movie that I want to see right yet. There are no Spider-Man movies on my list. Real quick. My favorite part of every Spider-Man movie is the part where New York rises up to defend Peter or <laughs> Spider-Man. And uh, I think did, did the MCU kind of drop that ongoing joke? Not a joke, but it was just that they dropped that ongoing moment. Yeah, they kind of did because, you know, Homecoming, he was like the Spider-Man of of Queens, you know, wasn't necessarily in Manhattan. Um, and then Far From Home, he, he wasn't in New, York. in New York. The way you phrased it just made me realize I left off into the Spider-Verse. Well, don't worry, Chuck, we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> so who's held number three? Are we on? Of course. Uh, Heavy Avengers, the first one. Um, 
because again, I'm trying to go for quantity over quality, really. I feel like between the first Avengers and the, the last Avengers, you get enough of their stories. So I, I'm getting a good chunk of Thor, Captain America, Black Widow, Iron Man, uh, Nick Fury in there. Hawkeye, I guess. Who gives a fuck about Hawkeye? But um, um, so that's why I chose the the first Avengers. That was the most comic booky of these movies where it was like this is kind of ridiculous and i remember sitting there watching that one uh for the first time with my wife and going she's been along on this ride for a while but when the like tesseract is turning blue and like i'm like ooh, this this may have turned a corner to like pure comic book trash <laughs> uh, but she went along for the ride. Uh, so did everybody else. So I was very happy with that. Loki never better than yeah. um, in that film. So yeah, the first Avengers film to serve, you know, to cover the majority of the MCU uh, is on my list. And number three. Cool. I have uh, nothing really to add. I, that movie did blow my mind. I love that end fighting just against just an absolute onslaught of alien bio. Yeah, and we're we're talking about doing the Hulk, right? You know, how do you control yeah, it? Yeah, that was great Hulk. Yeah. I'm always angry. Nobody just like Boom. through like one of those giant fish things. I'm sure they have a name that I don't know. Yeah. Just tear it apart from the inside, bust out the other end. That's great. Yeah, and and, and that's exactly the way you, you want to use Bruce Banner and the Hulk. I think both of the both sides of that character have really great moments and kind of steal that movie. Uh, and Loki kind of steals that movie, a, a character that I don't think anybody um, would have thought would have come out as 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 far out front as as he did in that in that flick. Um, so that's kind of a credit to both of both the writing and, and sort of the, the performance of those actors. Um, I went way off the board for my number three. Um, and I will, uh, this may tip my hand as far as the logic behind putting together this list. I was looking for movies that kind of told a complete story and also sort of put me in a time and space in my own life. Um, so, you know, I didn't want to just spend all of my time if I'm on this desert Island, uh, in my mid to late 20s and 30s. So I went back to what was uh, in kind of the dark period before there was the internet-connected comic book universes, uh, the the early to mid-90s. Um, and I, I took what was the first R-rated movie I ever got into. Uh, I was not 17. Uh, but um, I went and saw The Crow for the first time uh, oh. when I was when I was probably about 14. And I remember... Um, talk about something that you felt like, man, I, I definitely should not be seeing this, um, <laughs> but I can't look away. And it was everything. It was like what I imagine what it must have been like to like get a bite of that forbidden fruit, like to just have it wash over me and be like, I don't even know if I get this entirely, but um, this is what it means to be at an R-rated movie. Uh, and I don't even think you see any naked women in that movie, honestly. Um which I, I feel like should be mandatory. Uh, but you do actually, I think on film, it's see, in all movies. See, <laughs> I think it, uh, I, I think that uh, you do actually see on film somebody die. Uh, 
uh, like actual death. So, oh, um, um, I feel like that's kind of risque. So if you haven't seen the crow and honestly, I haven't seen it probably in the last four or five years. I remember last time I watched it, uh, it still holds up. Like it's still that atmospheric brooding. And if there is not a way to take you back to kind of like that, your favorite cure record or that time when you would put on eyeliner and go out and, um, it is a like distinctly nineties movie. Um, that, I mean, the soundtrack, the look, the whole thing, um, it is, it is not something you see now anymore, but at that time, trust me, it was a subculture and just certain iconography from that movie immediately told you what kind of person you were talking to or what kind of things they were into. Um, and I really liked hanging out with those kinds of people that at the time. So, uh, I'm going to include the crow. Would those people bum you their clothes or? <laughs> No, I mean, they were mostly on stage crew, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they already had black. Yeah. Oh, but I loved The Crow, man. I loved The Crow. And once you mentioned that, Gene, the first thing I did was open up my Spotify and like <laughs> have that album lined up because I didn't see The Crow as much as I listened to it constantly. Um, that's a good choice, man. Uh, I'm less keen on the Brandon Lee snuff film aspect of it but um oh man the crow was was great i i forgot about the crow yeah yeah people should definitely talk about the crow like right up there when they say uh i don't know what are some gen x typical movies and they always say you know like reality bites and shit like that but yeah um, i feel like the crow could definitely fit in there somewhere really good yeah, when I, I mean at the time, like, and it was you know my friends that I hung around with from my neighborhood that I grew up with, they were they were just a, a couple years older than me, and man, like that that was right into their like we are into this shit kind of wheelhouse. That was you know I hung out with people that listened to the cure like Cure records and Joy Division and um like that that's the kind of stuff that that I kind of. That was my goth phase, if, if one can say that I had a goth phase, um, you know, <laughs> but uh, it was goth light. It was hot topic goth. But um, <laughs> no, nonetheless, you know, it was it was a thing. And um, yeah, I was really I really digged it. And uh, it would be a way just to if I wanted to reflect on um, what it meant to be in the seventh grade again, I could just pop that flick on. And in all honesty, when I went to go see that movie, I had no idea that it was even a comic book movie. I I feel like I vaguely did, but I mean, I didn't consider it a comic book movie. Yeah. I just considered it so badass. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was more, you know, we had said superhero movie and like, I mean, he gets his powers to, to rise from the dead and then go on this revenge uh, tear. So, you know, it seemed like it was right in the, you know, right in the wheelhouse. And honestly, the, the only other one I, I really kind of, thought on the outside of that same kind of realm was the first blade is really fucking good too yeah yeah i fell asleep during the first blade um <laughs> i fall asleep during movies um but uh i remember enjoying the first blade but no i think the crow is definitely the better choice yeah um, uh, my, my number two is the dark knight that's my number one yeah i you know it's the best batman movie period um uh, 
the Heath Ledger Joker is great. I mean, I, I was actually toying around putting uh, Joker on this list somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, but nixed it for its rewatchability uh, <laughs> potential uh, for the rest of my life. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I just like the, even from like the very first scene of this movie with the bank heist. You just knew you were watching something different. I, I do mm-hmm. remember. I think the 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 trailer basically was like the first three minutes of the movie. Maybe Dave, does that sound right to you? That might be. Yeah, that might be true. Uh, and I remember the first time I saw it. I think you had spent most of an afternoon downloading it uh, <laughs> at your place, and then like when it finally completed, we're like, we we're gonna watch it. We could, and you know, and I remember watching on like. I do not, I do not practice uh, the piracy of movies. I don't. I don't even know that it was piracy at the time. I think it was just like that's how long it took to watch a trailer on the internet. Um, um, and I remember like being in your dining room and us like huddled around the computer watching that the first couple minutes of the bank heist and us all being like, that's fucking incredible. Like you know, we were we were all already all in for that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's so much has been said about the Dark Knight that we don't really need to to go True. on about it here. But I could do without gravelly Batman voice, though. Yeah, it does. It does great. Um, but I, I like the Bruce Wayne moments a lot in that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Keaton again, phenomenal as Alfred. Uh, Alfred with a, a bit of a past. Killian mean, what, Murphy, Michael, Michael Caine. Yes, what did I say? Michael Keaton. I just oh. want to make sure we're not crossing <laughs> yeah, no, Batman's. Yeah, no, no, sorry, Michael Caine. Um, and uh, Killian Murphy comes back for that beginning. I really, you got to think at the time, so many films ended with the bad guy from the first film dying. Like the idea that the uh, Scarecrow did not die at the end of Batman Begins and was able to be you know, apprehended in the beginning of uh, the dark night, but no, that movie, it's a, it's a mob movie. It is, it is captivating from beginning to end. Um, And Ledger is amazing as the Joker. And it just goes to show you what these movies can be when you let a creator just create their vision and stay the fuck out of their way, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, come on, Spider-Man, let's go guys, get it together. (laughs) <laughs> one of these times but yeah, you, that... gene what's your number two my number two is actually the original christopher reeve superman um nice. this was another um a way of being able to inject a bit of my own nostalgia into this list and something that i would wander back to simply because this was the way to see a comic book on a on a big screen basically uh until i was until the till the 90s batman until tim burton's batman uh you really only had the superman movies they were it and uh, of the series i know a lot of people favor the donner um part two but um you know for me if you want to see a superman story the first superman movie does it better than any anything else does you get everything from the marlon brando um ghost head you get um you get you know you get bits and pieces in kansas and you get uh the absolute iconic portrayal of clark kent and superman from christopher reeves and believe it or not those special effects they they really kind of do still hold up uh i have watched those superman movies 
recently. I watched the first Superman movie last summer. I, I really still prefer that to uh, all of the stuff that they did with the DCEU with Superman. Uh, I don't like the Brandon Routh Superman movie, although I, you know, I didn't hate that Lex Luthor. Um, but like you, you, you can't be Gene Spacey Hackman. Later. But. Yeah, but you can't be Gene Hackman. Like, you just can't. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, why even try to do... Just pick a different villain. Like, you're and not going to be Kidder Hackman. And Margot Kidder is the best... Margot Kidder is the best Lois Lane by shot. a lot. Yeah, I mean, they just haven't been... A, a, another one of those things is, like, you would think that Superman would be the thing that would be so hard to not screw up. You know what I mean? He's been around since the 40s. Uh, he had a successful, long-running... TV series. He fought nuclear war for Christ's sake. And, you know, um, they just, they can't, they could not figure out how to do, they wanted to do the dark and brooding Superman. You, uh, no, like that just, there's a reason why it doesn't work. There's a reason why Batman is the dark and brooding one because you have the counter argument. You've got the physical embodiment of truth, justice in the American way. There's no reason to screw with it. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's like people that put ketchup on grilled cheese. Like, I'm sure it's good, <laughs> but like, why did you bother? Um, so Superman, like I'll, I'll spin the world the other way. Like I will, I, I agree with you, dude. I, I think that the first Superman movie is the, is the best Superman movie. It's never been <laughs> done better than that. I, I think that their best chance at it was something with Smallville and carrying that into a cinematic, uh, experience. I think that, you know, or, or or give with, me a movie with Dean Kane. You know what I mean? Like I would have taken any of those portrayals yeah, over what I got. Yeah, I I just wish that the the the, uh, the DC movies took what they were doing on like I don't know what the hell it is WB. I don't even know UPN. Oh, what 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 is it? I don't know. The anyway, CW. Uh, the CW. I, I just wish that they they took what they were doing there and just brought them into the because yeah. I don't know. Even even the Flash. I'm way more connected with the tv show identity uh then when i saw it in the justice league you know the character in the justice league it was like well, okay i gotta readjust to this new character i think they they're on to something with the tv shows yeah even though i haven't watched a ton of them they were on to something with that yeah i i've never been a devoted follower of any of them but i've checked out i don't want to say all of them because there's more than i've <laughs> than I realize, um, but I checked out most of them, and they're good. And you know, I I didn't get hooked by any of them, but I'd happily watch an episode or two of all of them. And um, yeah, they're very entertaining. But yeah, the the original Superman that just feels like the original superhero movie, and Christopher Reeves was amazing as Superman. You know, that sort of sincerity is hard to pull off without being off-putting, without being Ned Flanders. Sure. And he does it. He did it well. And, um, um, geez, uh, dude plays uh, Captain America, Chris Evans. He does that well sure. as well. But Jeff, you're are we two. to my number two? Yeah. Yep. All right. So my number two, um, my last new one, because we already did my number one, uh, X-Men First Class. I I always dug the X-Men um, as a comic book when I was a kid, when I was reading them. So did everybody else. Um, but And the first X-Men trilogy had some highs, had a lot of lows, a whole bunch of middles. 
but one thing he did really well was the casting of you know patrick stewart and ian mckellen so it's really odd to me them choosing the one without them but first class is so well done michael fassbender as young magneto dude they should have just made like a four-hour film with him hunting down that ex-nazis would have watched the shit out of Hell it. yeah and james mcavoy is a young professor x uh they did beast well which you know he was always a favorite of mine from the comic books um the only complaint i have is that they didn't need to do everything in that first film you yeah. know but it's like i guess they didn't think there'd be a chance for a second <laughs> and if there wasn't i would have been perfectly okay with that yeah. x-men first class it gets the vibe of the 60s so well and you're just there for the the ride and to see you know magneto's fall from grace the connection between uh mcavoy and fassbender it's way up there for me so i needed an x-men representation and, and this is the one i had to pick yeah smart thing that they did there i mean they really couldn't go any longer with these you know octogenarians or you know uh, how far you're going to take this with the patrick stewart and ian mckellen stuff um so smart it was a smart move uh what they did with it after that movie is kind of Oh, I hate it for debate. I know, Gene, you're a huge X-Men fan. I am a huge X-Men fan. And honestly, I think the problem is the very first X-Men is good in the sense, you know, with the Patrick Stewart, uh, Professor X, the, the very first one. It was good because it, it kind of unfairly doesn't get the credit it probably deserves as, as bringing in the they were the success of that movie gave uh, a lot of the green light to what became the MCU. But the the thing with the X-Men is it, it was never going to work on film because the thing that made X-Men comics work was because they were told these stories were told over a hundred issues and it was the, the it was almost like a soap opera. You know, the the real reason why you care so much about um, stuff that happens with the Dark Phoenix is because you have read about Jean Grey for 50 issues. You are deeply ingrained and committed to what these characters are feeling for. And I feel like the, the X-Men were built for this time right now because they are ripe for a Disney plus sort of series where you could have game. 25 episodes, uh, you know, and, and watch them train and become a team. And then, you know, it was never going to work in a two hour movie. It was always built to be a series, a television series. And I hope that, that, um, becomes a thing. I feel like that's the best. That's why the best X Men is the '90s animated series. That's the best X Men storytelling outside of the comic books. I wish they did more of just those like one character studies, just like you know what they did with. I, I know the the first Wolverine movie wasn't like great, but I think that they had opportunities there with just taking you know just an individual like Cyclops story or something like that that could have had something there. I don't know. And it's interesting that you say that because that segues nicely into my number one. My number one is Logan. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I said, one of one of the one of the things that I was looking for was movies that kind of told a complete story and kind of bent the genre. Uh, and and Logan is it's it's one of the best westerns I think you can yeah. ever you can ever see. It's just a great 
typical western western storyteller of the 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 anti-hero and 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 the kid um and it's got some of the greatest most brutal uh comic book movie violence that you're going to see but it never feels overly gratuitous you always sort of feel that there is uh, an element of danger and uh i just think it's the best uh use of hugh jackman as uh a truly great version of Logan. I don't know how they're going to replace him in the MCU, which it's going to happen. Somebody else is going to play the Wolverine. Um, it's going to be real interesting to see how they do it. Um, but that that's one I have revisited. I have watched both in color, and they have one that's the same movie, just in black and white. I've watched that cut. Well, that's um, cool. Yeah, hmm. it's great. And it, and it does add something to it. Honestly, I recommend if you haven't seen it in a while, want to check it out again, see if you can find somebody that's got a copy of the black and white cut and, uh, and watch it that way, or just turn the color off on your TV, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so my, my number one is Logan. Um, and, uh, it would really Superman or Logan could have gone one one a. Uh, they're both movies I've seen a ton. Uh, Logan's a more new movie, but I like them both in that same same way. They're 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 complete arcs movies under themselves. Uh, I don't want to see a Logan two. Um, so that that's my number one. Yeah, I felt like that movie could have gotten some Academy Award uh, considerations. You know, for a couple of different categories. Um, that's a cool movie. Chuck, you got any thoughts on Logan? I've actually never seen it. Oh, you got to check it out, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like to. And um, I also felt Especially bad. Especially if you dig in- um, Patrick Stewart as as, uh, as Professor X, because he's, he's in it. Yeah, I did know that. Um, I know very little about it outside of that. Well, I know the ending. Um, sure. but, yeah. Um, I know very little outside of that, and I was feeling a little bad that Hugh Jackman didn't get represented on my list because he does did an amazing Wolverine. Um, but no, I have not actually seen Logan. Yeah. He, I mean, he got caught up in some bullshit movies too. I mean, like not everything yeah. that he did with Wolverine and turned out to be great. Although he, he, he was always great as the Wolverine. Um, yeah. My number one is into the spider verse. Uh, only cartoon that made it into the, discussion today but i think that uh what they did with into the spider-verse a lot of that was what i wanted to see the mcu do when they got a hold of spider-man i really wanted you know i i get like oh they got all these accolades for saying we're not going to do an origin story again well whoop-de-doo you should have taken it a step further and brought us out of peter parker and into miles morales if you really wanted to do something cutting edge you know, the, now that you got Spider-Man back, I mean, maybe there was something with the negotiations about it. It was like, you have to keep it Peter Parker, but I, I have no idea. Um, but Into the Spider-Verse, uh, I mean, to me, the things that they did because they were animated, um, there was just a lot of, uh, I don't know, they did a lot of interesting things with the media. Um, it wasn't just like a straight, you know, Disney style cartoon, whether you wanted to talk about like, you know, a 2d drawing or a 3d animation, like every other cartoon is now. Um, they did a lot of cool stuff with that. I mean, to me, it, it emotionally touched me, um, more than any other Spider-Man did. What did you guys think about into the Spider-Verse? Uh, I loved into the Spider-Verse. It's one of those, uh, you sort of tipped your hand and then 
I should have announced to everybody what it was when he said, well, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I was like, shit, Miles Morales in <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse was great. You know, it's new. And not that Miles Morales is a new character, but the first time we're seeing him on screen. Mm-hmm. And it maybe being animated could really go there and go, yeah, we're doing a multiverse film. You know, we're doing Spider-Verse. But... Um, um, the art direction you had mentioned before, beautiful. It looked kind of like a comic book. It looked kind of like street art. Yeah, it was just interesting to watch. Um, Killer and soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, and not just uh, the Spidey Bells Christmas album. Uh, <laughs> do check that out. That that was very popular in my house around Christmas. Um, yeah, there and their portrayals of uh, Peter Parker. You know, uh, be it the Chris Pine, Peter Parker, while he's in the film, or the Peter B. Parker, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really like those. Uh, Spider-Gwen makes her first appearance. Loved Miles Morales. You know, just, yeah, I, I loved everything about Into the Spider-Verse. It was an idea I heard was coming. I thought it was an awful idea. I'm like, so you're going to have, like, competing Spider-Man properties? And one's a cartoon, like okay, but oh, John, um, not John Ham, uh, Spider Ham with John yeah. Mulaney, <laughs> like yeah, really I, funny. I yeah, uh, I don't want that to work, but it's it cool, really really a does. cool a cool envisioning of uh, Doc Ock. Yes. Yeah, um, and isn't, I'm not and isn't a fan of a- isn't that Nick Cage as as Spider Man Noir? Is that the right voice? Correct. Uh, I thought I think that 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 might be my favorite character of the and and it's it's nice that <laughs> yeah, he's kind cool. of kind of everybody can have your your favorite character within within that it's it's not even like and I've read through different variations of the Spider Verse um, in in the comic books and honestly the the comic books never did it as well as it ended up coming out on screen and um, I think the thing that was most exciting to me about that movie was it was just. And every time I've watched it since, I think I've seen it three or four times at this point, um, there's so much going on in the art that um, you almost have to, like when you go through to watch it again, you have to be like, okay, I'm just going to watch for this character or for this, I'm just going to watch the background this time or I'm just going to watch because there's so much, so much depth in that movie, um, in the art and in the style, the way it comes out. For a a story that's not, you know, if it's not overly complicated considering all of the things going on. Um, the story itself isn't overly complicated or hard to follow. Yeah. I just love the movie. It's if we did a top five desert Island movies, it it might be on my list. That's how, that's how much I I love this film. So if you saw for some reason overlooked it because it was a cartoon, uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. All right, Jesus. What is, yeah, Jesus. What is this? Two hour show? <sighs> yes, we don't know how to do short shows. <laughs> <laughs> We're clocking in at 138 right now. Okay, all right. That's not so bad. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We're gonna we'll we'll, we'll kick Chuck's penalty box to, to to next week. Um, all right. So if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Podadelphia. 
If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out The Whip Around, our sister show, to get you all your weird news for the week. Uh, and until then, have a great day at work, everybody. Stay safe. Work from home. Do whatever you got to do. We're out of here. 